Welcome to Monday Movie Night Raw, the podcast about WWE studio movies. I'm your host, Miles Platt, and Mark is back. Mark Ring is coming back to the stage, baby. Mark, welcome. I am back, back and better <laughs> than ever. Uh, okay, I do have to do a small correction from the last episode. Uh, I said that the rating, the Scooby-Doo movie was like out of like two, like it ended up being like two point something uh, WrestleMania belts. That is incorrect. It actually was 4.49 fake EMP WrestleMania belts, which is the highest rated movie that's ever come out of for our show. So wow. Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery is the highest rated film on the Monday Movie Night Raw canon. So I just a small, a small mathematical error. It was bad. I fucked it up bad. And then I got done recording with Lindsay and I was like doing the math over again. And I was like, fuck, I fucked it up so bad. Cause yeah, uh, it was really good. It was the best movie I've ever seen. But really? today it, it might've been. <laughs> uh, well, I don't yeah. I don't know what can be said about today's movie, but today's movie might be the worst movie I've ever seen. So it was we, it's definitely something. Definitely yeah, something. we we watched Killing Hasselhoff, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a movie about killing David Hasselhoff. Uh, Mark, <laughs> you picked this movie. What made you pick it? The it, the cast, honestly. Um, Miles provided me a list of lots of um, very um, eclectic films. Top tier. list, yeah, <laughs> um, but. I really liked the cast. Honestly, like I saw it was like said Justin Bieber and like I I think Ken Jong is funny. Yeah, I think and he is funny. It was like Kid Cudi, Justin Bieber, like all these people. I was like, wow, what a cast. I was like, this movie has to be like at least entertaining if even if it's bad cuz I mean, The is Leprechaun Justin Returns Bieber- or whatever was was um horrifying but entertaining. Blood Brother was kind of entertaining. And this I was like, okay, this there's no way like even if it's as bad as Blood Brother, um, it, like it's Hasselhoff, and like, come on, I don't think Justin this was. <laughs> I don't think Blood Brother is as bad as this movie. Definitely not, because I'm not exactly sure what was like going on. I mean, like we'd know because it was killing Hasselhoff. Like that's pretty obvious. That's what was going on. But no, um, but overall, there's a lot of things happening. That so much is happening. So I, much. <laughs> But is Justin Bieber in the movie? That's what I wanted to ask you. Yes, he's in the... Well, like, yeah, he makes a cameo in the very end, like, right after Kid Cudi makes his cameo. Oh, I didn't even see it happen. Does he talk? So, like, the credits were rolling, and I... Trust me, like, I was like, do I even finish the credits? I was like, because they were, like, doing their whole, like, song thing. Oh, I didn't finish watching the dance. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really nothing happened. Like, nothing happened. It just, like, at the end, like, Justin Bieber was in his, like, Trans Am with him or something, and his Knight Rider, like, thing. Oh. And Justin was like, oh, like, Turbo's engaged, man, or something like that. No! Like, <laughs> it was so cute, though. I was like, oh, Justin, remember how pretty he was? Like, I mean, he's still cute, but, God, like, early mm-hmm. 2010s Justin, those eyes when he had the short hair. Yeah, uh, he looks scary now. He looks like he would ask you to buy him cigarettes outside of a gas Ugh, station. That's exactly what he looks like. And his wife is beautiful. Like, good God. Yeah, we love her. Uh, yeah. Stan the Baldwins dynasty. <laughs> what? I said Stan the Baldwin dynasty. Is she a di- Is she a Baldwin? Yes. 
Oh my god, how out of touch, man! I'm really out of it. I I've been in quarantine too long, and I don't. All I do is watch WWE movies and <laughs> do yeah, Zoom explains, calls with people. That explains why. Yeah, it's getting worse and worse. So yeah, so Kim Jong plays Chris Kim, which uh is Jong, isn't it Ken? What did I say, Chris? Him. Oh fuck me. His name's uh, Chris Kim. Right, Chris Kim plays by Kim. Ken, yeah, Ken. Ken. Yeah, right. Oh, fuck me. Oh, this is going so badly already. <laughs> no, getting the names and everything because, like, they'll, like, mumble people's names in the movie and they'll be like, wait, what? I didn't catch that. Like, Angie? Ann? Annie? That girl, like, the, his, Chris's <laughs> fiance, I didn't know until, like, the very end. And I, like, went back and filled in. I was like, okay, that's who that was. Like, they, yeah. I thought he said Ange, Angie, Ann, Annie. Like, <laughs> I think it's all of those at some point. I swear David Hasshoff said Ange at one point. Like, I <laughs> he swear probably did. God. He probably said it wrong and they were like, just put it in the movie. It's straight to DVD anyway. That movie was literally like, all right, David, what do you want to do in this scene? I don't, <laughs> anything David wants, David gets. He, he seems like a really nice guy, though. Yeah, he seems cool. Like, somebody, like, obviously he has to be cool if, I mean, he's huge. Like, I heard, like, in, <laughs> yes. like, in Germany, he's like, in, people go nuts for him. And, like, it makes sense. Like, he's super, super, like, uh, uh, talented? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. What I mean, people like him? They just like him because he was, like, a hot, like, young actor, right, with a bod on Baywatch, right? Yeah. It's kind of, like, an enigma because it's not that he's talented, but he's, like, such a cultural icon that everybody likes him. And it's almost ironic, I think, that people, it like... It is ironic, but it was, like, so outright. It was so, like, you're like, okay, David's in on the joke. But also, is he like, is, or is David just thinking like, the joke is everybody loves me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like, I'm just that guy. I'm the man. <laughs> and it, someone gave him this script and he was like, yes, I'm yeah, so in. Yeah. I got to do this. I wonder if the guy that wrote this, um, what the hell is his name? Peter Hoare. I wonder if he, Hoare is his literal last name. H-O-A-R-E. Hoare? Hoare. Hoare. I wonder if he just like wrote it with like a blank for like killing blank and then whatever celebrity they could get, they stuck it in there. <laughs> Literally. I bet that's what it was. Uh, yeah. Well, he, I'm on his blog right now, uh, Peter Hoare's blog. And he made a post uh, shortly like after the movie came out saying like, this was such a humbling experience. This was so great. This is my dream come true. I can't believe we did this. Like, uh, we love the team. I love everybody that worked on this. Then later he said in an interview, um, that little by little, what I saw was the movie changed into something that was so different than the movie I originally wrote and that David read so many years ago. Long story short, it came out on DVD, but damn, it could have been really, really funny. So it's like he thought it was going to be good. It got really bad reviews, and then he threw the whole movie under the bus. It, I think it was like, I mean, every scene, I said, I was like, I wish I was drunk when I watched this because I would have <laughs> thought this was funny if I was drunk because it's like one of those movies where you're sitting down, you know, you're like, drinking with your friends and it's it's on loud so you're like you can hear it but you're not really paying attention and then like when they start getting loud and excited and then everybody like kind of looks at the tv and it's like yeah that's fun and then everybody laughs like david Hasselhoff, he has a shirt off again like yeah like, you know what i mean like it's one of those like movies but i i, I can i i guess i can kind of see that because ken jong is a good actor and he is a funny comedian like mm-hmm. i he's a funny guy and he actually had probably one of the like the most funny moments when he was by himself and kind of 
ad-libbing you could see him kind of doing stuff like i had i actually laughed at him but like and then like there was like bloopers in the end where like, you could see he was really really um having fun with it and some of the guys are having fun but like Maybe they just really didn't know. Like, maybe all the standalone David Hasselhoff scenes ruined it. Or maybe that's the only good part of it. Like, I like Colton Dunn as Reddick, so I think he's pretty funny. Yeah, uh-huh. The, the, we'll, we'll get into all of that. Like, is that the guy from Parks and Rec? Did you ever, like, I, I know that he's on Key and Peele. I don't know that if he's on Parks and Rec. I, I, I hope I'm not, I'm not mistaking him for somebody else. But, like, he was really funny. Um, the he amount was of one times- of the only people that made me laugh in this movie the amount of times he said dick like <laughs> like good lord like anyway his line where he's like oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna murder you or i'm gonna murder that ass I was, like, <laughs> I was like was like this is so great i really like this like gay hitman character literally it was just like it was like the joke is he's gay and he's black and he's a hitman like yeah all the jokes are like completely completely surface level so they're really easy to understand and it's like they just like keep regurgitating those same jokes over and over and you're like okay i'll, I'll laugh i'll laugh it's definitely <laughs> yeah it's i don't it's definitely not a highbrow f- film <laughs> definitely not uh okay so basically what's going on in the movie is chris uh, has a girlfriend named Anne, and they is she part of the celebrity death ring or does she just know about it i think she just knows about it because she like in the beginning wasn't she like you gotta be careful, or I don't even know. Be careful when you're like trying to kill David. Kill Hasselhoff, and then like after he's like, we're gonna get so much money, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, cheers. They drink way too much. I kept thinking that <laughs> like, every that scene with club. him and Anne, they're like getting drunk at work. They work there. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's the point of owning a nightclub if you can't drink with your girlfriend and talk about killing David Hasselhoff? <laughs> right. So uh, the the jackpot for this, if you. So how does this work? If you you you're assigned a celebrity, and if you kill that celebrity, you you get the money, or is it any celebrity on that list dies? I don't know. I think it's like if you can get a celebrity to die, but like what we're we talking like D list celebrities or like TikTokers. Like I guess that wasn't a thing, but you know, like equivalent of TikTokers in 2010. What was that? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, low uh, uh, Tumblr. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Jam Tumblr jars stars. or something. Tumblr stars, uh, like big Twitter pages on gay Twitter, yeah, and and maybe like YouTubers with like a hundred thousand to four hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, back in the good old days, <laughs> before the one mil. <laughs> uh, one mil is one mil is standard. Now it is. If you don't have a million followers on YouTube subscribers, then what are you even doing? Drinking my um, mountain. My mountain don't. I've, you got a mountain don't. I got a coca do. Coca coca, coca do. Coca coo. My oh go go juice. Yes, yeah, great. I love that go go juice. I love Mountain Dew. Which is better, White Mountain trash. Dew or Coca Cola? A uh, Coke. I mean, like that's tastier. I like a nice hearty Coke. Yeah. Um, I don't like Diet Coke. I'll drink Diet Coke. Diet to me is a business drink. It's not for pleasure. It's for business. <laughs> you have a job to do. You're not having trying to have fun. Like I'll drink diet. I'll drink Diet Mountain Dew because my dad likes Diet Mountain Dew, yeah. and my mom likes Diet Coke or Coke Zero or Zero Sugar, whatever the fuck it's called now. But like, I um, I like the feeling of all that sh- that sugar coming in me versus the aspartame. That's just I. But Mountain Dew makes your dick smaller or something, right? What is that true? 
there was like a whole thing about like infertility remember like people always thought like mountain dew like made you like uh what's the word stale what's the word uh sterile uh i think it's true mountain dew and then wi-fi also makes your sperm count go down i think okay but like i think that's just like people speculating because i think it's like yellow dye number four or something they're saying that causes the infertility and then like people always think that like uh wi-fi and radio waves and shit always give you cancer fuck up your genitals like i don't know i do get scared that like i would shove my phone like on under my lap like it's like right into my crotch, like when I was in school. Like that was the best place to put it, because like yeah. if they don't want it on your desk, you just shove it in your crotch. You can just like open up your legs and look at it. And I remember like my chem teacher was like, "I think that's not good for you." And I'm like, "I think that's a bullshit." And he was like, "Well, I mean, just I mean, to not be safe, good for your sperm. What? What if you don't like? I'm not trying to have kids anyways." <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I was like, "Um, adopt, don't shop, baby, or <laughs> whatever." Wait, no, I mean, <laughs> sure, never mind. All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh and moving on yeah simps that play video games all day and drink mountain dew have a low sperm count you heard it here first folks it is true it is a confirmed fact uh okay so chris has to kill david hasselhoff for five hundred thousand dollars he's also in debt to like these rich people i think it's really confusing because like do they all own the bar together yeah right they're like but then he's talking about like he talks to his friend at one point like oh i'm broke man he's like well i can't help you and it's like Aren't you guys in this together? Like, isn't yeah. his debt? Like, I know he probably, I mean, you have your own finances, but like, isn't his debt with the business your debt with the business? And why is it $567,000? And why is it a second time or how many times around have they done this? So like, have they never killed the celebrity and each year they just keep putting more money into it? Why don't you just take the money and put it into the bar that you all collectively <laughs> <Hey>. own? <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. They, <laughs> that's a really good point. So you think Tommy owns the bar with Chris? I thought that's what he was like. Like they were partners. <laughs> partners, yeah. I think you're right. But maybe, maybe it is just Chris. Like I was, conf- maybe I got confused. Like business partners, and then like all, them all being in the pool together. Um, the Chris is like Chris and Fish are like the two other like characters, mm-hmm. and then there's like that stoner guy that like I kid, I swear he didn't pop up like after he was like he made his like appearance and then like he was like i swear every time i see that guy i think it's the last time and i don't think he appeared in the movie again like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah well fish that's like there's like so many plots happening at once because fish has like a c plot where he's like slowly like falling into like a depression and like a delusional state and he's like completely losing his marbles yeah he's living in a psych ward and he's like seeing this like half naked gorgeous man at all times sitting (laughs) with like a a plot line that has absolutely nothing to do with anybody else like he's this random guy we have no backstory on only the fact that his girlfriend that we don't know about or haven't (laughs) seen cheated on him with this guy named uh sebastian sebastian yeah. I, did you? I wish I wrote down the poem that she wrote for Sebastian. Oh. Do you? Did you write it? <laughs> um. Yes. So once it is, should we get there or should I? Like, yeah, just read it. Um. The poem that this uh, cheating girlfriend wrote to Sebastian. Once it is hard, I would like it inside me to to poke and prod, <laughs> to poke and prod, and to. Fuck, I can't even remember my own handwriting. But it's poking okay. prod was to the poke main. into prod, and then it's like 
they didn't read the whole thing. If you look at the screen, there's shit like, I want to suck it till it's all the way down in me. That salty load and shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It looks like it was an unprompted text. So we still don't know if it's real. Like she could just be badgering this poor guy, this probably catfish on Facebook. Like, <laughs> right, she's not even like, a real man. Not even. I didn't. Th- I don't think he's real. We didn't. We saw only hallucinations. It's, yeah. No. Sebastian is a hallucination. He's a uh, fish. Is a paranoid psycho. Fish is kind of funny. He's kind of charming in his own way. Well, Reese Darby, I, I love him. What is he in? Uh, Flight of the Concords. He's like their manager. Mm. Do you remember that show? He looked. No, but he looked familiar, and I know Monica was saying that she recognized him. Oh, did she watch the movie? No, but she like came in when I was watching it. Oh, friend of the show, Monica Ring. Shouts out. <laughs> friend of the show. Um, yeah, he... I love his, like, prosthetic mustache and then, like, prosthetic beard later. And, like, how it's so, like, they mention it one time. is like, hey, man, is that fake? No, this is real. It's real. And it this mustache? Fake. It's real. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> and it's well, like, he okay. peels it off and gives it to him <laughs> it's just yeah it's very yeah yeah pretty much everyone in this movie is a bad person i want to point that out chris is a wants to be a murderer so does tommy uh tommy is having sex with ann's roommate who is engaged so that's fucked up and never then, meet her but yeah he just really wants to like that his his contribution is he just wants to fuck Annie's <laughs> Annie's roommate who is engaged. Annie's engaged to Kevin or to Chris. Chris. And this other woman is engaged to somebody. Everybody's engaged. They're all in love. They're all engaged, but then they're all cheating and fucking each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and Chris runs into that homeless guy outside that wants to like Lula. suck his dick. Who? <laughs> Lula. Do you know Flula? Wait, I thought you looked familiar. Who is that? He's like a YouTuber. He, he like did the yeah. he was like Jennifer poops at parties. Like, did you ever watch those <laughs> yeah, videos? Like yeah, Jennifer's yeah. a party pooper. Like, uh, early, yeah, early. Talk about early two thousands. Uh, like social media personalities. Like, they're, how did he even get that job? That is such a weird role. Because like that was before YouTubers were taken seriously, and he, like, he's like one of the he's like one of the top people on the cast list on IMDb. Like in terms yeah. of how they rank them, mm-hmm. it's like so he is pretty famous. But he has this like shit role about talking about giving him a hand job for yes. free. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh my God, Flula, like, I don't know. It was it was really it was cute and I love his accent and he's hot. So Yeah, he is. He's gorgeous. But Chris throws a bag of trash at him and he's like, enjoy that. I'm like, you're yeah, such like, an asshole. So horrible. Like, there's no morality to 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 anybody in this movie. It's just like, what what is funny in this moment? What is what, where is the comedic timing? Right. There's no care. It's awful. It, they're murderers, they're adulterers. They're it's bad. It's mm-hmm. not like, okay, here's a, gr- a great example. Bridesmaid. Bridesmaids is a hilarious movie, but the characters are likable and reasonable and they have like character development throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. This is a a movie where Pretty much nothing happens for an hour and twenty minutes, which is I've been, I was waiting the whole time, and then I was like, and then at the end when he's dancing and singing, I'm like, the, oh wait, I get it. This is what we were waiting for, and I bet David was like, no, the whole movie's gonna be a build up, like just appreciating, <laughs> loving on me. At the end, I'll sing. <laughs> he like hints at it. I he keeps saying oh, he's a beautiful voice from above, and it's like mm-hmm. talking about this musical he wants to do. So then finally, in the end. Like, that's what they set the movie up for. Like, they yeah. set it up the whole time. Like, David is in his own world the whole time. And then there's this other plot. And then there's the other plots that, like, are smashed together in the, that last scene. But then, like, David feels like, yeah, but I got to do the singing and dancing bit. So after that climax, 
that's what we're going to resolve. We're going to end the movie with a dance number. He, he sounds pretty good. Yeah. He's a pretty good singer. He, yeah. I, <laughs> he's good. No, like, he's good. He's a good singer. I just, like, I don't know how much of it, like, is, is like, David just having a good time versus, like, them, like, making fun. I'm sure, you know what? I'm sure they were already respectful of him. Like, he's, he's like hilarious and a meme in his own right but he's also like incredibly incredibly like should be really respected in the industry for like how long he's lasted like you can do whatever you want i guess like you can have any kind of image you want and he seems to live for it he seems to live for all the people that still love him and he's seemingly doing really well still I am slightly, I don't, I'm not body shaming here. Really, I'm not. But I'm slightly grossed out by these, like, sexy camera angles of his, like, old man body. I'm sorry. His, like, his, like, stomach. Like, (laughs) they're, like, showing his abs, quote, unquote, but there are no abs, just his hairy old man stuff. Like, disclaimer, like, like, David Hasselhoff in the Spongebob movie versus David Hasselhoff in this, there is a difference in his body. Yeah, it's it's night and day. Like, He's still like that same kind of older Hasselhoff, but like he's a little bit he's let himself not let himself go. I mean like no, he's old, not at all. but like but like just they they just pan over his like hairy body so much. Like there's a moment where he takes he's like, Oh, I'm getting kind of dry. And he takes like some like lotion. Ew, that's so like, gross. And just like rubs it on his hands and then he like rubs it all over his gray chest hair and then just rubs it into his hair. <laughs> into and his hair. It's so gross. I'm like, you just put lotion in your hair, and then uh, like, could you imagine like how like like in the hot sun, like? Well, the, he kind of has a Hugh Hefner vibe in this movie, and I don't know why. Oh, yeah. It's like he's with these hot ladies all the time, and he's always talking about like, oh, so hot tits, yeah. And I'm like, this is so like, I don't and then know. Tits just go boom, <laughs> just like you're just like boom tits. You're just like oh oh oh. That I know. I was like, they really went for that. They were like, "This is R-rated. We got to get our boob quota." It probably in here. wouldn't have been R-rated if they haven't didn't show that because, like, I mean, it was like violent, but it wasn't very violent. And like, no. the only other thing was like swearing. It's like funny violent. Like, they get stabbed. They get shot. The blood's like bright red. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not like gruesome. It's it's not realistic at all. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, Ken John gets shot in the head and he gets back up. <laughs> I, I, well, he gets shot in the heart. No, but like he literally, oh, <laughs> like he had a gun, like he had like a little thing on his head, and he gets knocked out, and I'm like, oh, he's gone, like that's the end of it, like that's <laughs> the end of Chris, and then he gets back up, maybe he shot, he shot the uh, uh, billiards, like he shot like one of the uh, pool balls, and it hit him in the head. That's oh, what I think. The happened. pool balls, yeah, but like, but like even I remember even thinking like even if that's what happened. Nothing. It was such a quick shot. It wasn't explained. He gets knocked over, and he has a red, bright red mark on his forehead. And you're like, "Oh, he got shot in the head." Like anybody would have <laughs> thought he got shot in the head. But he gets right back up, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Like, yeah. Uh, what do you think about movies that start off where it like starts off with the ending, and then it's like, "I bet you're wondering how I got here." I wrote Let's that rewind. down. Like, yeah, you're probably wondering. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's so cheese. I. I I know I think they were going for cheesy at that moment, but I'm like I don't know. So I guess that does show like they were trying to go really like campy and over the top, but they didn't succeed. Like they, no. it, it just seemed like they were trying to be funny. Like they, I think that maybe if they went a little bit more and committed like to it being like over the top and campy, it would have been better because like I think there were just too many almost gen 
not even almost genuine moments like because like they have parts of like of chris and his like fiance annie and like there's like real conflict there and then when real conflict arises like in david hasselhoff's world circle or like in everything else is comedic like there's no other like serious moments to patch it together so you have these like really really randomly placed like emotional moments and then you have everything else just kind of shoved in the middle so there's no consistency and it's completely outrageous like his fan group at the autograph signing is like a, a, like the like the sideshow carney circuit it's like literally like a, a <clears throat> little and person and toys. like it's literally like american horror story like freak show yes literally like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh yeah they got like a big strong guy and like a little guy and then some lady with like bright orange hair literally it's very weird and are we supposed to give a shit about Anne and Chris, like, they don't really set that up as some really great relationship. They don't. Like, they were like, she, like, was like, are you sure you're going to kill him? He's like, I don't, I got the money, girl. She's like, kill him. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, he, he's, like, at the club, and that whole thing happens where he's, like, with, like, the coke, and he's, like, that sho- he shoved a face, gr- that his, like, face in that girl's crotch. But, like, it didn't happen. And, like, there was, the only picture was, like, his face full of coke. And then she just like blows up on him. Like, I can't what believe was you. up like, with that. Like, I'm a teacher. Like, my kids are gonna see this. It's like, bro, my club is failing, and <laughs> I just got just bamboozled in the news. Like, I'm gonna lose everything from this. And you're saying your poor children in school are gonna be upset at you? I would have smacked that bitch in the face. Oh. <laughs> she, she kicked him out of the house because she believed a tabloid. Like, it just that conflict was so like broken and like just not well constructed and we believe for 50 minutes or whatever longer of the movie that she's a cheater herself we don't find out until the last like 15 minutes that's not what happened well like i think they tried to show like because like they were like i didn't i don't think i really thought she was because he had talked about trying to screw her roommate for a while and it ended up like they were like, oh, no, like, oh, uh, no. But I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Even if you didn't fucking cheat on him, how the fuck you got to do this, bitch? Like, you literally, like, you literally blew up at him for believing social media. Like, for literally believing what you saw on TV when your fiance of how many ever years that you live with comes home and says, trust me, I promise you. She's like, get the fuck out of my house. I would have <laughs> taken her by the hair and just dragged her out on my doorstep and curb stomped that bitch's skull. Mark. Like, I'm sorry. You can't, like, you just, like, that bitch. Like, she, fuck that bitch. Fuck uh, Angie. Angie, yeah. Uh, well, she kind of resolves everything at the end when Chris is at the jail and she brings Hasselhoff in. So, really, she kind of helps. But, like, I bet Hasselhoff, what does she have to do? Like, that was just, fuck her. Well, what were they going for? So that girl, the child star whose mother is doing cocaine with her is just telling the media that she was sexually assaulted, but it's not true. Why are we making up lies about women? Like, why is that the point of the, like, why is it the plot that you're putting out? It was 2010, right? So it was these, it was much more like these jokes. I mean, like white guys said the N word, Ken Jeong said the N word. I mean, like they did, didn't they? I was like, like, what is happening? I don't really care because I'm white, but like, I, I don't. You know what I mean? But like that, I think Ken Jong saying it was kind of like, whoa, that's kind of funny, but it's also Ken Jong and he like, I don't know. But then like, yeah, 
I'm not I'm not exactly sure like what 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 mood they were going for. There is no mood. It's like straight up just like a blob of a movie. There's like it's a comedy, but it's like not funny and it's depressing and people are killing each other and there's like everyone's in debt and poor and running these dirty, shady nightclubs. It's like a complete disaster. I mean, like, this, he was like, yeah, this 16, like, somebody's like, oh, there's a 16 year old girl here. He's like, what the fuck? And so he goes, like, down, and there's like the bouncer's like, nah, man, you can't get in. He goes, like, I own the club. Yeah. And he's like, your name's not on the list. He's like, do I need, need my name on the list? And this girl's like, come over here. Like, I always wanted to fuck a tiny Asian man. Like, geez, like the 16 year old girl. And then, like, it didn't really make, I don't know. That was just, that was just like an agitating scene, like to like make the girlfriend upset. But like, you're right. It was very like this 16 year old girl was grabbing him. And then the mom was like, Hey, yeah. Like I I want my, like hoeing her daughter out to like older yeah. men, her 16 year old daughter to own your bed. Like it didn't it's age. It's depressing. Ex- I... Extremely well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awful. I'm sure in like 10, 20 years, it'll be like funny ish. This movie is going to be buried in time. This will not exist anymore. This will be like, this podcast is going to be like the relic that like keeps this movie alive. When they, yeah, when they discover that this movie actually happened, this will be like the kind of shit that they go and reference for commentary. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say everybody should watch this movie. I'm highly recommending it. Just because it's so strange. I don't think anybody, <laughs> I don't know, like, I, it's like I want to see what this script looked like originally. Like, what what was this man doing when he wrote this script? Yeah, and I like I was saying, like it really would be a fun movie. Like, if everybody's drinking and like partying, like it's a good movie to have on at a party because like it has so many memorable like people in it, and like it has like lots of like surprise scenes, just like really like like surface level jokes. But like that's what you need. You don't want to like read into anything. I think it's like literally the perfect movie to have on like. It's very Hollywood. It's just David Hasselhoff and a bunch of babes. And then like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so many fucking references like you, like that went right over my head. Like, I mean, I caught them, but like, I didn't fucking, I didn't watch Baywatch. I didn't watch Knight Rider. I didn't grow up with David Hasselhoff. Like he's the guy from the SpongeBob movie. Like that's literally what I. Did like, they show the weird David Hasselhoff boat at one point? Did you notice that? Because you know how in the SpongeBob movie, he's like a boat. And they made Is like that a, what that was. Yeah, wasn't that weird? It was just like a strange, like wax figure of him with his mouth open. Do you think that that was from the movie? Like, yeah, because I've seen that model before, and it's literally like they made like a life size, well, bigger than life size boat, so that they could like film it in the water, and it was like that's a, really dope. Like, if, it is cool. If, even if they reused it, like David's like, hey, I got this fucking like wax boat like of boat <laughs> of like exact replica of me. If you want to like. I don't know. Put that in a shot. Put a babe on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put a babe on that boat, on that Haslaw boat. Uh, yeah, well, I will say, with all the merch that he has, like the Knight Rider car, the SpongeBob movie boat, the, uh, I'm trying to think, all the Baywatch shit, I, you'd think that he could make $500,000 right there. Like, doesn't need the death match, you know, <laughs> if he sold all yeah, that crap. Literally. Uh, so the first attempt that Chris has on killing david hasselhoff is he covers as like a pizza delivery guy and uh puts a bunch of seafood on the pizza and then takes it to david hasselhoff's autograph signing to poison him because he's allergic to seafood yeah which is ironic because he was on a show about the ocean kind of ironic 
Uh, yeah, I, that <laughs> just came up in my head, and I was like, more, I, ga- I gotta say it. <laughs> more like disheartening, just because we're living in the in in COVID twenty twenty era. Mm-hmm. Like just the way he just like touched all like this this like the shrimp or whatever he had, and just Ew, like yeah. crushed it up, and then he like just massaged the pizza with his hands. I was like, ugh, ugh, like I, ugh, like it honestly made me gag. That it was so gross, and I, ugh, I don't want that shit on my pizza. It's disgusting. Would he have taken a bite of that? Wouldn't he go, "Oh no, sorry, I'm allergic to seafood." <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I was. I had no idea. I mean, he fucking like. What was like? Does he not drink or something? And then like, it was the next yeah, time that, he like went and gave him the drink, and he was like, "Oh, I don't." He's like, "I know you don't really do this." He's like, "Oh, uh, well, now I will because that has to work out for the story." And he well, I think like, it was grapefruit juice, right? And then everybody else was having champagne. Oh, and oh yeah, and yeah. But, his manager but, Barry tells us, tells the audience in the script that he, uh, through the dialogue, that yeah, David Hasselhoff doesn't drink anymore, so he must have had a drinking problem in his younger years. Um, I get yeah. I don't know if that's real or just real. Hasselhoff bit. fans would know. I guess I don't think we're the demo. I am not the demo. I should have done my Hasselhoff research for this, but really, it didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, and we talked about this, those fans at the autograph signing kick his ass and he's bleeding, which is fucked up. And then, like you said, he, uh, sneaks into David Hasselhoff's party and poisons, uh, his grapefruit juice. But then his friend who does sound effects or something, Mm -hmm. uh, drinks it instead. And he almost dies, but David Hasselhoff dives into the pool where the man fell and passed out and rescues him Baywatch style. With and botched then, CPR uh, and rescue uh, breathing from Ken Jong, which is like the guy drinks the grapefruit juice and he, like literally like if, if people could see me, I'm gonna try to do it like with audio, but like the like he picks up the drink and then he, like he drinks the grapefruit juice and Ken Jong's like oh shit like yeah and then he literally just like he like puts the glass and he like he's holding the glass and he's just like his eyes widen and he just like Ugh. Like he instantly has like a full body, like, and the reaction. screen is like rotating, and the glass is like morphing in his hand. I'm like, did he take drug? Like, did he take acid? Like, what the fuck was in the drink? Put like DMT, like just like dump DMT <laughs> in his fucking grapefruit juice, like. Well, and when uh Ken is like smashing up the pills, the waiter is like looking at him or the bartender, and he's like, "Oh, service industry man, haven't slept in days." Is he like snorting Adderall at the bar? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, yeah, like, how was up to date? Service, am I right? I was like, and the guy, like, was just, was obviously just, like, an extra. He, like, didn't know how to respond or act. He was just, like, staring at him, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, keep crushing up your pills, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, so, this, there's this B-plot where the investor, rich people, want in on the death pool, so they hire a hitman named Reddix to, uh, help kill david hasselhoff my question is they are not part of the death pool so they can't just like hire someone to come kill they're not on the list right i think the thinking is like because they have chris like hook like they have him like they're gonna they're gonna kill hasselhoff and be like give us all the money uh maybe like but still it is a little weird it's like i don't know no that is the only real logical way that that would work they were funny i liked them Oh yeah, I like their banter when they're talking about gachos or, uh, oh, fuck. What do you? What do uh, they call the pants? Pantaloons. Pantaloons. <laughs> it, was, it was actually really funny. Uh, that guy from Beep. You ever watch Beep? 
Yeah. Uh, I think uh, his name's Nick in this movie. He's that actor is hilarious. And he basically was the same character. He wasn't super crass and uh-huh. uh, in your face. But he was, uh, yeah, he was really funny. I loved him on Veep. And I, he's good in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So where can we go from here? Uh, Chris Ooh. goes to buy a gun in a shady neighborhood and runs runs into a kid from Big Time Rush. Did you recognize <laughs> okay, that guy? Like, th- just the transitions alone. Like, we don't know where to go from what scene. It's like, no, it, it like all of a sudden he's looking for. A, it's like step three, gun. Like the yeah. drink didn't work. Like the shellfish <laughs> didn't work. And now he's moving on to the gun. And yeah, he's just like driving in his Merc down and he literally just like, oh, like, can I get a gun? This guy's like, you ever see me on Big Time Rush? Like, <laughs> I'm an actor. Like, you ever see me? And they're just like, what? Who? Really? Who's the movie for now? Because you're like, okay, it must be just like middle school aged boy, <laughs> junior high boys, right? right? Cause, like, because like they know of Hasselhoff from the SpongeBob movie. They've seen his wax figure and they know Big Time Rush. So there's their demo right there. We're, yeah. Why? Why is the demographic children? It's an R-rated movie with boobs. Why is the Big Time Rush kid in this? And Justin Bieber and Kid Cudi. It's like insanity. It's like they could get anyone they could without thinking like, huh, maybe our target audience won't know all of these people together, you know? And yeah, and not a single, not a single adult, like over like not a single human being over the age of like 20 like 25 at that time probably knew what big time rush was like i don't like that was that's such a deep pull like from a nickelodeon show that lasted a few years like yeah we know about big time rush but like i don't but also all the other fucking night rider references and baywatch references right right over my head so really who was the fucking movie for and really big time rush was after my time because i i was a hannah montana kind of kid i i didn't really Different. It was for it was like younger. Yeah. It was like tail end. Like I was like mm-hmm. fucking it was like Victorious thing. I was never into that either. Victorious was like right at the that was like their last hurrah. And then the salmon cat thing. I was like, alrighty guys. Like I like poor Jeanette McCurdy. Like can I just say Jeanette poor goddamn sun sunflower Jeanette McCurdy because she had to deal with the contracts of Ariana just being com- way more famous than her, getting paid way so much more money than her. And still being on a Nickelodeon show when she was like 27, like God, I poor know, girl. Lord. This isn't this isn't the Jen McCurdy hour though. Well, does she even have a career anymore? She does like uh, she does like one woman shows. She does like uh short films and she writes and like directs stuff. And uh, she also has like a YouTube channel where she like does kind of like kind of like sketches. You know how like deadpan like uh like she kind of is very like like sarcastic and mm-hmm. like kind of talk like that and she just like makes videos where you're like is she trolling us like what is she doing i don't know she's really charming to me <laughs> i love her i loved her. she was i think sam was my favorite character on iCarly. i mean she Definitely, got a spin-off yeah. not fucking freddie or spencer <laughs> <laughs> you know uh yeah, yeah nathan crest fuck off nathan crest <laughs> <laughs> fucking sim yeah, you fucking simp. I have said simp the last three episodes I've recorded. This is like that word is so in the zeitgeist right now. It really and is. I know. And if you go back to episodes from 2019, I'm saying cuck in every episode. <laughs> There's like a that new version of beta about- <laughs> coming out every year. Literally, that is simp is the new cuck. Simp is the new cuck and cuck was the new beta. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Chris gets that gun, but then he goes to the house. This is like where it all comes to a head. Like everybody is there at the house ready to kill David Hasselhoff. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, Chris takes a bullet for him, which we already knew from the start of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, is there really That would have been a cool, I guess that would have been something because like I, what, once we kind of realized, I was like, okay, so like, how is Chris going to get to wanting to save David Hasselhoff? The short answer is his morals. Like literally like, right. It just randomly his morals kick in. Like that's, that's He's what like, You know what? I don't want to kill David Hasselhoff. Like randomly at some point in the movie, he reads like, Oh yeah. The death pool like that that we could win almost 600 grand from that's still a thing i totally fucking forgot like <laughs> oh yeah that thing i've been uh you know do like working towards this entire movie and, and yeah he's like oh you know what david hasselhoff's a person he deserves to live i'm like duh what the fuck <laughs> i could have told you that at minute one of this movie maybe it is maybe it is for children to like uh, teach them about morals <laughs> yeah i'm gonna show this to ch- look this is a movie about why you shouldn't kill people and this is a movie to educate you on the sexiest goddamn man on the planet. <laughs> Sit back, relax. Like literally, like really this, I bet, like they thought they were making the most culturally, like oh, like aware movie ever because they had really, like I mean, like they had gay jokes. They had, uh, did they have women jokes? They had, they had like sexual predator like things. They had black jokes, black gay, black gay bounty hunter jokes, Asian jokes uh mental this mental illness jokes like it they really tried to poke fun at everybody like they yeah. really tried but they also had a message of morality in there so i think they um i think uh this was really an all-around uh oscar bait movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah hasselhoff was really rolling out all the stops for his golden globe uh teardrop moment he really <laughs> had it coming uh he I don't know, David Hasselhoff. It's just a weird. It's like a, and then he has that tattoo on his arm that says Hoff. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like it's him. It's like this kind of alter alternative alternative version of Hasselhoff. Yeah. Uh, that's supposedly really into himself, even though we all think he's really into himself. But the uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he ever gets his uh his superhero musical made at the after the. Oh god, sequel. I hope so. <laughs> like <laughs> John Lovitz is not a very good manager for him, I gotta say. <laughs> no, he's not. He like here's a gunshot and he's like, ah oh, fuck it. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, whatever. Like I am yeah, I, I don't really have to do anything to do here. Like, oh, there's just tits right next to me. Just yeah, whatever. Like that whole scene was so odd. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about this. Reddick shoots at Hasselhoff and then Hasselhoff uses a katana to deflect the two bullets because <laughs> he's actually a skilled swordsman because he's been training because his superhero movie is going to be about a skilled swordsman swordsman. Well, that's what that was. I thought, I thought because, because nobody. Yeah. Okay. Cause you either thought, Oh, like Hasselhoff, he just, he's like Superman. He can do fucking anything. That's why he can, he can deflect two bullets into a guy's, dick yeah, but no it was because dick. he it's because his dream of making a superhero like odyssey ballad musical um he's been training for it and and he's using his he's putting his skills to use like against this uh uh, uh homo <laughs> just homo against this homo <laughs> that's what he was i mean every scene was a reference to penises or or his dick my favorite probably one of my favorite um penises or his dick my favorite scene was probably when he was like um when they were talking 
and he was like with that with a with the investors like bodyguard guy mm-hmm. when they were setting up the deal for the bounty hunt and he like was so confused because he didn't know whether like he was like oh like he's black he's gay like i don't know what i can say like i know and then like he would say stuff and he'd be like oh man like that's racist or some shit like that and he's like oh no like i was talking about your being gay and he's like you know what that's understandable because you know what that was kind of confusing that was like, confusing for some people i love when he gets shot in the dick and he's like does anybody got a dick band-aid it's so funny to me uh or he's like um i don't want to drink your milk I want my own glass of milk. And he's like, you suck dick, but you won't drink out of my milk glass. He's like, if you put milk in a dick, I'll drink it. Like, like it really was like gay people were still such an anomaly at this point to to, to the most of, of America. Like, if you think about it, we were, we were very, we were still kind of like, just like unicorns on social media. We didn't really know what we were. They were, um, <laughs> yes, they were really, yeah. It pe- People didn't know how to handle us. We really just needed, uh, this movie to pave the way. If you put, you if Reddit, you put a glass Reddit's of milk a gay dick, I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, that's so me. I would totally yeah, drink we, milk oh, yeah. out of a dick. We, we, we were like so relatable. Like, God, like if I every time I want a glass of milk, like where's the dick for me to pour it in? <laughs> god, that would the the idea of milk in my dick makes me so sad. That's literally what do they disgusting. Call that? What do they call that when they like put like metal rods? Sounding, in, like, I think. Dick? um uh yeah not to kink shame like do whatever you want but like i just don't know how i can physically handle ever that like happening i had a fling with a man and he showed me his tubes that he puts into his dick really i'm not kidding you like (laughs) in person you saw them i didn't see him go in he didn't show me the whole practice but like he showed me his kit what was like what did he get out of it like what was the what's the kind of pleasure he says it feels like coming That kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But I like, mean, it's, oh, what if you went at the wrong angle or something? And like, you just like went through it. <gasps> well, he showed me. So there's different. Um, you work your way up. There's different gauges, and there's also different like softnesses. So like, you start with like a silicone kind of rubbery one, and then you work your way up to the metal, wider gauged one. Oh. <laughs> uh, I. I mean, I have a lot of stories about stuff like that. Uh, nothing. <laughs> this is going on the internet for anyone to listen to. Well, listen. Uh, kinks are kinks. Do what you want to do. Like we're all bored here. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna put your paintbrushes in your dick, do it. Like paint shit with your dick. Just don't like bestiality is where you draw the line, right? Uh, absolutely. Because animals cannot consent. Well, I mean, I draw the line. I mean, is that the start? A bunch of stuff goes behind BCF. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> I can think of a few that's things. Just like, that's like what I think about with kinks. Because like, that's the one kink I'm always like, all right, I can't get behind that. Because like, yeah. No, there's a few philias that you should not be okay with either. I don't even, but I don't even think about that as kink. I think about that as like a, like a, a crime. serious <laughs> mental disorder. Like, yeah. like it's somebody. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if I yeah, if you're if you are into bestiality, you should be part of the celebrity death pool. I mean, not even that. Like, if you're into beast, okay, not to get on a tangent about <laughs> bestiality. Um, uh, <laughs> a topic I'm very educated on. No, 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 no. no. Oh yeah, Fuck. tell me. Okay, more. this is this is <laughs> no, but like, um, you know what? No. Okay. No. Yeah, we can just. I've, I've said it. I've said enough. I've said enough. So. 
<clears throat> Anne brings Hasselhoff to the jail back, where Chris right ended up. <laughs> he uh, didn't go to the hospital after he got shot in the heart. He went to jail. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, yeah. And Hasselhoff says that he's going to invest in Chris's club so that he can reopen it. Yay. Yay. So three months later, the club reopens. Kid Cuddy's there. Uh, he tells David Hasselhoff that he learned everything about crushing pussy and solving crimes from him. And I'm like, Kid oh, Cuddy yeah. solves crimes? He's a detective? <laughs> Is that like his side gig? He's like a P- uh, PI. He was like, enjoy the ladies, and ladies enjoy, the, enjoy whatever the fuck. I don't know. It <laughs> enjoy was very, the like, Kid Cuddy. That was like, God, you could just tell, like, they lost so much money on this movie. It was so expensive. Like, all the set dressing and, like, all the people that they hired. Like, Justin Bieber and Kid Cudi were in there for less than a minute each. And I bet yeah. they were paid, like, more than most of those actors. I wonder how much this movie made because it cost them approximately $6 million, Which is insane. I'm, I'm sure like, they did not get that return. Uh, hell no. Because it did DVD release, so... <laughs> Damn. I really can't imagine. This movie was, I would see it on the shelves at Family Video when I worked there. And I always wondered what it was like. <laughs> Family Video. <sighs> the life. Funny. I know. David Hasselhoff, or Killing Hasselhoff, Armed Response is another one I did. All the porn in the porn section. It was really a great place to work. Did you take, did you take, take porn? I never rented any of it, no. It, it would be on your record which pornos you rented. It's like everybody has a log. Just of, grab it. I'm not going to no steal would, movies from where I work. Put, put it back. I mean, like, you don't have to keep it, but, like, just, like, I would totally take some, like, really greasy, like, Vaseline-smeared camera, Ew. like, full bush, like, Ew. raw dog 80s porn. There was some gross shit in there. Like, I just don't. I've brought this up on the podcast before, but there's, it was, like, look, fine. Have a porno section. But why do you have, like, incest porn and, like, weird, like, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars fetish porn? What? It's so strange. I'm like, why don't you just have a normal Skinamax movies or something? I don't know why it's gotta people be. Who, people who go to get porn at a family video, um, they want to see Bilbo Baggins and Gandalf <laughs> doing it in a field. Dude, I'm trying to see that. I'm reading the Lord of the Rings right now. I'm, I'm almost done with the first book. There is no sex. It is so prudish. It's, also, it's just a bunch of men talking and walking around in fields. I'm trying to see a Hobbit dick, or at least hear about it. You're you're reading the Lord, like the first Lord of the Rings one. Yeah, the Fellowship of the Ring by J.R.R. Tolkien. It's I mean, it's cool. I don't know. It's a good book. It's a classic. Yeah, they're very like very. I mean, you can get lost in those books. They're good, but like, have you read I guess them? I I read The Hobbit in school. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then I watched the movies, and like I think I read, I like tried to read Twin Towers, like or something mm-hmm. like that. And because like everyone said like it was the back, it was my favorite movie, and everyone's like the book's really good too. But like I suck at reading, and like I thought oh. I only read two books in my whole life, but I guess three if you include The Hobbit. Nice, that's actually impressive. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I've read way more books than that. Well, I, I <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I I <laughs> maybe it's yeah, ADD. Maybe brag. she was born with it. I didn't. I don't know. Reading is really difficult for me. I don't know why. No, I understand. I do know it. why. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I know. It, it's not for everybody. I would like to. They always say reading is how you get smart. Like, cause... So they say, but you could also just read trash and not get any smarter. That's true. I just think it's like having to do with like how you process information faster and how you like, That's you know what I mean? That's what I think it is. Yeah, I, I mediate my time by watching WWE studio movies that are all awful and then reading books. That's what I do. 
Well, what else have you been up to? Like, if I may um, go, like, talk to you, because I think that we've kind of exhausted this movie already. It's, like we said, it's exactly what it is. Like, we, we've explained it. You basically watched it already. Like, if you listen to this, like... Well, could... I I have a, a interesting project coming up for the show. That's I have a solo project. I'm kind of going off format for a few episodes coming up here soon, so I can teaser that. So that's going to be Oh, exciting. really? Yes. I have an audio book I am recording. Uh, I've written a novelization of a WWE sitcom called The Big Show. Show what? Um, it's not done yet, but I've been writing a, a novelization of the Netflix sitcom show, The Big Show Show. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be reading it as an audiobook for this podcast. I'll announce that. Now. That's cute. That's that sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to listen. Um, a novelization based on the hit TV Netflix series. That's everything. <laughs> It's like many layers of obscure. It's <clears throat> this is alternative con- comedy in 2020. We just do things that are bad what, for our mental health. This is what we need. This is literally <laughs> what we need. Uh, we can go ahead and rate the movie if you want. Hell yes. We need a pixeling to rate it out of though. Uh, okay. Like so here. many, so many uh, options D- here. David Hasselhoff's gray chest hair. Um, it's a little on the nose. That was exactly what I was thinking. Uh, okay. But like, yeah, it is a little on the nose. What about um, katanas, um, spiked grapefruit juice is spiked um, grapefruit <clears throat> juice. Oh, how about like? Oh wait, who was that one girl when they were like? Remember when they were like, "Oh my god!" Like that's so many piercings for one vagina or something what? like that. Oh yeah, that was uh Anne's roommate, Lisa. Yeah, I don't know. What should we rate it out of? Should we rate it out of um garishly pierced vaginas? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, okay, garishly pierced vaginas. <laughs> uh okay so category one is believability and you remember how this goes it's a zero to one scale right yeah okay so you can go first or i can believability believability that people would enter a death pool to kill david hasselhoff and then david hasselhoff would then enter that same said dead pool in the end oh yeah Um, we didn't say that and then he (laughs) so he's gonna kill himself for himself to get five hundred thousand dollars they all kind of looked at each other like what because then you're like yeah that's exactly what he said he's like i'm entering the pool because he took chris's place and they all kind of looked at each other like what like but you're like are they looking at each other like let's all kill this bitch are they looking at him like what the fuck is he talking about like none of it made sense because you're like is he is he now saying like uh try to kill me because now you can get the money like or I'm going to kill my fucking self. <laughs> no, it's just like dead silent in the club. And then he's like, everybody mumbo. And there's a whole fucking dance scene. <laughs> I'd say believability is a point one. It's wait, point one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, a 10%. I completely agree. I, I do not believe a fucking second of this movie. It's not even like it. Fine. Whatever. It's obviously an absurd concept, but they didn't even try to make it make any sense. It just starts yeah. and they're all on this like beautiful rooftop bar and they're like, Woo, yeah, put your money in. We're killing Justin Bieber and have David Hasselhoff. And I'm if like, they set it up better. If they set it up like where we had a backstory about their relationship, just even a little bit, like clips before they, the beginning of the movie, like it just set it up to be this like just slapstick comedy, which is ended up really what it ended up being. But there were maybe what the director or like the creator was like talking about was maybe there was more of a deeper story there and it was like, and it actually ebbed and flowed and had a better formula than what ended up. Cause it seemed like there was broken parts of a previous story. If they set it up and said like, this is where they had conflict in their relationship. 
And then David Hasselhoff like came in as this kind of third thing into that relationship that either made it fall apart and he had to build it back up or like we had more backstory on the club about who any of those people were. It would have helped. Yeah, I was thinking the only real way I could see this working like that would work. That would be a good way of doing it. Or I don't know if it was just like drunk guys in a basement doing it as like a joke. And then it ended up somehow became becoming real, you know, and the pot was smaller and it just like turned into like a bigger out of control thing. That's the only way I could see it working. Where did they get all that money? They were like so much money. They started at like nine grand, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And over the years. So, like I said, I think I'm assuming. They'd never kill the celebrity, and every year they put more money into the pool. Yeah, I think that's what was happening. Like, but like, yeah, right. Well, because I mean, there was no celebrity. There were no celebrities on that list that aren't alive still, right? I guess. And it's a universe where some actors and celebrities don't exist, but other ones do. I don't know. Yeah, that happens in movies a lot. To do it. That's all they have to do it in those movies. Like they just set it up. Like, like, oh, the movie is killing Hasselhoff, and then you set it up, and it's like, all right, what's the plot? They have a death pool to kill David Hasselhoff. Like, that's it. That's literally, like, thing. straight out the gate. You're like, all right, boom, bang, got it. Thanks. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so I'll go to point one as well. Uh, next category is costumes. Um, I liked the, like, they did a good, come on. They did it, like, they, they spent the big bucks. It wasn't the most, like, like, the scene, like, the houses were kind of cool. Like, I liked the landscaping in the investors, like, courtyard area like i said um i think i said it before we started recording but like i've been landscaping so like i'm always noticing these things now Mm -hmm. um but like i liked i don't know i liked the scenery it was it was just like a pretty like hollywood movie it was very like baywatchy-esque i get i'm assuming it was just very like beachy like his his outfits were cute i liked when he was in his little gi his little like uh uniform when he had his like katana oh yeah Oh oh yeah i love that um, back of the century but like uh-oh. yeah i thought it was pretty i thought it was cute in that way yeah and uh yeah i like the i like the investor guy with the glasses and his cool kind of like hippie outfit he looked that was cool, cool yeah he did there is no fucking way that's david hasselhoff's actual house that thing is a that is like a 10 million dollar house yeah 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 i mean it's a nice it's a really nice house it was just like bro this bitch lives in a castle you know it like i don't know i don't think he probably lives in like a fucking cabin i don't think he has a lot of money not really? that much money. Wait, so you thought it was wait, wait, wait. You thought it was more than what he would actually live in. I think so. He's like a not a huge celebrity right now. He's got, yeah, he's gotta have bank. Like the like <laughs> he's got to. Like I have to believe that to be true. And I believe that he only does these movies out of the kind out of the fact that he loves people living for him. Like, I don't know. Maybe right. you're right. We're Maybe looking up the net worth. Please do. Uh 10 million. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's a lot, but like that house is like a ten million dollar house. It's beautiful. I guess you're right. So then, then I guess that house is kind of representative of what he would own. You think he would have that house? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, All right. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm bumping too hard on the house. It's it's just it was just very nice. You don't think that David Hasselhoff has two? He has an aviary in his house with two cockatoos named Dolce <laughs> and Gabbana. You think that that's not real? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love those birds. I thought they were gonna like spill the beans and be like, "That's Chris." That's that's Chris. exactly okay. That was a perfect setup. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the one moment where we were like, "It's not predictable," but he was like, "Kill Hasselhoff, kill Hoff." He was like, "Kill Hoff, killing Hoff, killing Hoff," and the birds were like bouncing, like one of them was bouncing his head, and you're like, "Oh, they're gonna spill the beans." Yeah, like, 
because parrots because one of them was a parrot and it's like mm-hmm. that parrot's gonna do or a macaw or the fuck it was like one of them's gonna spill the beans <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but nope so i'd say what would you say you said uh 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 set design this saying? is costumes. costumes i'm giving it a point nine. i think they're cool i'd give it a point eight i'm, I'm not gonna give it too much but it was cute all right point eight five for costumes then uh three is dialogue uh for me the dialogue was uh hmm funny it's good i i, I think the jokes are decent like for what they're setting it up and it's funny there's i laughed a few times it's clearly yeah, like I, a lot of improv by actual comedians that know what they're doing yeah you could tell like some of the scenes were like it seemed like they were trying to move around bad writing is what it seemed like they I were like so too, they yeah. were acting their hearts out like I loved, and this isn't really dialogue. I love, I like, it wasn't dialogue, but it was like my favorite scene. Is like when he, I think it was after like she kicked, uh, Annie kicked him out and he got in his car and he just like flipped out. Like he just fucking lost his shit and he's like fucking like just like, just like moving yeah. around. Like he was just like tiny little man in his car, just like fucking like, just like throwing a fucking tantrum. Like that was hilarious to me. And it wasn't yeah. dialogue. His but, life was falling apart. It really was. So like, I don't know. Poor Ken. I think Ken, ugh, I, I really feel like he is really good at improv. And like, that's why, like, in those scenes, like, you could see, like, he was actually talented. But like, the scenes when he was, like, in the mental hospital, those were kind of stronger than more of the other scenes just because, like, they were riffing off of each other more, like, better. Oh, or, yeah. Like, the fish scenes are hilarious. Those are, like, actually the best parts of the movie. I'd give dialogue, like, uh, 50%, like a 0.5, honestly. Oh, 0.5, upset. I was going to give it like a 75. C? Uh, I'll give it, honestly, okay, I'll give it like a 0.6. I don't, I don't, I do think it's a little bit above like average. I think it's a little bit more entertaining than a 0.5. Uh, all right, that's a 0.67. And so four is acting slash reacting. So if people overreacted or underreacted and then just the acting in general. I don't think the acting was really bad. I don't like the acting was good. I it really, was. I really think that the issue was the script. Like, uh-huh. like, yeah. Um, everybody who's in it is a talented. They, it's there's nobody that's like really floundering except maybe like, Anne. I've never seen her before. Anne was just kind of like the same. Like, yeah, she was just kind of like the same the whole time. You didn't really. You couldn't really tell. Like that's why I wanted more uh, a more of a setup for her like character development. So you maybe got a more of a sense of her personality. Like mm-hmm. she just kind of. You couldn't really tell if she really was like really being genuine or if she was like upset deep down like you never really kind of knew but um uh yeah the, most of the ever everybody was doing a good job like david was like he was like he wasn't doing a bad job like he was a good actor like they were all like it didn't seem like some of the moments like to me it just seemed like a like high school play or like a middle school play just because <laughs> of how they were like so like acting and reacting it was like they were good, but like it really seemed like they were trying their best with these. The, the script that was like, "Now you say something. Now you say something," and yeah. they're like, "It was like a back and forth, and it was so textbook. Like, it, it literally reminded me of like when I was in drama club, <laughs> uh, the good old drama club days." I'll give it. I'll give it a. Uh, I'll. I'll give it a, a point seven. Point seven for acting. I you know, sure. I'll say the same thing. Point seven. I, 0.75, I was gonna say, but I I think that's too generous. I think we're getting C's, a little bit too nice with that one. Yeah. We don't we gotta round out these numbers. We don't want it <laughs> to be too high up there on the list. Mm-mm. And then the last category is the overall score. So when you give your overall score, um just give a little closing thoughts and what you want to leave the 
listeners with about the movie? Um, I, yeah, like, um, I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> maybe though, like the thing is like, I'll, I'm not going to watch it again by myself, but like if people are all sitting around and I see it's on TV, like I'll turn it on if I don't want to like have to pay attention to something, but I want people to kind of be entertained and have some background noise. That's kind of where I stand with it. It wasn't, there wasn't, it wasn't very entertaining to like, it wasn't, there was no payoff for paying attention to the story. It all just kind of happened. You knew what the resolution was going to be from the very beginning. And the only other thing that they offered was the fact that he wanted to make this musical that we never got to see. He just like danced in the end and sang a little bit in a club. And then, oh, wait, no, he got to drive around with Justin Bieber, which again, makes absolutely no sense. But we got to see a little Justin, which Justin Anything is, for some Justin. He's adorable. Like, come on. Um, was I'm adorable. Gonna, I'm going to give this movie a 30%. <gasps> Whoa, 30%. Because nothing can help. Nothing like uh, I. What did I give like the point one for? What did I give a point one for? For believability. Believability. Like it just it drags it all down for me. Like the acting, yes, was kind of good. People were kind of entertaining, but I just think it was the wrong situation for everyone. And like the director said, like it kind of got away from him. And I think we can see, um, yeah, like moments where that happened. This is a disaster of a movie. Like they made Such it a mess you you can tell they put a shit ton of money into it they thought they really had something here and then just ended up being on dvd and nobody watched it and it was just it's a horrible premise it and then and even then you can get away with <clears throat> a bad premise sometimes but with this they didn't even like they, they couldn't even get away from the, <laughs> the whole basic plot of the movie uh yeah, everybody, and it's a bad person. They're murderers, they're adulterers, they're mean to homeless people. They, it's a one disaster after another. I will say that I did like some of the characterization. I thought the ad-libbing was pretty funny. Uh, it's a star-studded cast, all these people that we like to see that are yeah. really talented. And But overall, it falls flat. It's really, I didn't really laugh much. We already know, like you said, how it ends from the beginning of the movie. And then they end it with this weird dance number that's not bad, but it's not what we watched the movie for. Literally. Why didn't David Hasselhoff it, just yeah. fucking die? It's called Killing Hasselhoff. He should have died. If he died, or if we literally got to see him fucking, like, Spider-Manning around, like, um, oh, yeah, you watch Dirty Rock? Yeah. Uh, they always talked about, like, that, like, Spider-Man musical, like, too many Spider-Men, like, and yeah. Titus is always, like, wasn't he, like, always like this? Oh, no, 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 maybe that was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Well, Titus, yeah, he's unbreakable. Uh, yeah, he but he, he, like, that's what it reminded me of, of like some like crazy like super uh, superhero ballad. If we got to see that and then like see him get shot off the stage or something. Like mm-hmm. we really needed we needed that. You're right. We needed something. You needed Hasselhoff to get shot, like or like something shit like that happen or die or you know. Yeah, that would have been a lot better of an ending. It would have been shocking if he had actually mm-hmm. just been killed. Killing Hasselhoff. Hello, it's really easy right there. So all that being said, I'm gonna give it overall a. Hmm. Point two. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I really wish it was funnier. Like, I I like like when we did the Leprechaun. Like, even though that was like a shit show, like it was funny. Like, the, there was like moments where you're like, "That's so fucking crazy!" Like, that's insane that that happened. I don't believe it at all. But it like, but it made you laugh. And maybe it's because I was high. But like, also, I and like I said, like if I was drunk and I watched this, it would have been way funnier. 
Um, but it, it really, it didn't redeem itself and it didn't, re- it didn't resolve anything we wanted it to resolve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least with Leprechaun, it's like, I don't know. It's cheesy. It's a horror movie. The gore is fun in that movie, at least. Mm-hmm. And it's same thing, actually. Stupid premise done really stupidly. But I don't think it tries to be more. That movie doesn't try to be more than what it is. Whereas this, like, I don't know where what they were. This movie you just couldn't really get what they were trying to do. No, yeah. there was too many things happening. There was like five different plots, and then they didn't even really all come together. They all just, I don't know. It, it ended where it started with him getting shot, which like gives a shit. Really we don't even like Chris anyway. Why do we care if he gets shot? Yeah, if you really think about it, like a premise of killing Hasselhoff. Like when I saw that, I was like, that does sound funny. It sounds interesting. Like that's why, like from that whole list, like that stood out to me. Like it would have been really, really cool if it was a whole like trying to figure out how to like infiltrate his like thing and his security. And like, he was just kind of oblivious the whole time, but it was way more smartly done. And then maybe there wasn't so many other plots that were going on that were confusing us during like, if it all just like was more consistent and uh, focused on the actual killing of Hasselhoff. Um, Because like, it was so weird. Like the, it was like the one, two, three methods of killing him. They just yeah. kind of like popped in the movie randomly. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. now it's there. And now we're in the end. It was like, uh-huh. yeah. And it's only an hour and 20 minutes. It's way too short. I it mean, was not way like, too short. Like, God, yeah. if it was two hours, I'd fucking flip out. But it, <laughs> an hour and 20 is fine. It's just pretty short for a movie. It's not Agreed. very standard. And I look, on paper, I think this movie works. I can see how it got bought. But it just didn't work out in the end for them. And I feel bad for the people that made this movie. I so. The score we have total after rounding it all up is 2.57 garishly pierced vaginas out of five garishly pierced vaginas. So <laughs> that's low. That's not a very good score. What did we give Leprechaun? Leprechaun, we gave 2.22. So this actually ranked above it, which is <laughs> uh, sucks because we didn't like it as much. <laughs> Maybe I think what Leprechaun was, it, like, it was the world wasn't believable. Like, mm-hmm. and this was a more believable world, I guess, even though I said believability was a one, a point one, like it, I think that's probably what it was, uh, because we still liked some of the actors who still liked some of the, like the, the costumes. Right. Yeah. We did give, yeah, some of it a little bit of a higher score for that reason. Yeah. Cause the costumes were good and the, go- because, the costumes like, because- and kind of origins are just like dirty clothes. It, it was it was leprechaun was more of a actual bad movie this one had potential to be good and we saw the potential in there it was just mm-hmm. wasn't realized i think yeah leprechaun origins 2.22 uh jenny's mangled tongues is what you're <laughs> <laughs> uh cool well thanks for doing this mark yeah always a any- pleasure to have you on the show anytime um via satellite or in person i'll be there I know. Yeah, I know. We got to start. I got I'm, these Zoom episodes are not I don't thrive. I love being in person. Doing It them. is. It definitely is a different experience, but it was still fun. It was still fun to watch these. I always love like watching trash films. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, that's it's my whole life. I love it. Have you been playing any video games? I have been playing Friday the 13th, the game on Switch a lot. Oh, really? They have it on Switch? Mm-hmm. I put in like over 85 hours on that game in the last like two months, which isn't crazy, I guess. It's a lot. That's crazy. I, <laughs> that's 85. I see you like I'm a gamer, but like I can't commit so much. I wish I could dive more into games. Like I can only do play. Like I can only do like sessions of play for like maybe like three hours max. And then I'm like, all right, I can't do this anymore. Like, 
I get sucked in because I play online with people and like talk to them and do co-op with them. So like, I don't know. I get like sucked into the that's more fun conversation and the drama and shit. I've been playing a lot there of is some Zelda. Fucking drama. Yeah. Okay. So did you borrow my copy of? Uh, <laughs> I haven't played Link's it Awakening? yet. Though. Yeah. Uh, that's I, not what you've been playing. I've been really trying to. I've been really trying to like finish Twilight Princess HD. Um, because. I bought that game when it came out and I played Twilight Princess like twice before, but I never finished or I never like played the HD one and it's so pretty. Um, and like, it's really, really fun. And like playing it, like, um, with just like optimal controls and a pro controller. It's like, it's just a really nice experience. Like I didn't want to play it on a Wii remote again. Oh um, yeah. Fuck that. But yeah, it's been really fun. I want to play Majora's Mask too. Like I'm trying to go through all like the Zelda games that like need attention from me, like Wind Waker and that Link's Awakening. Like I, it's not a long game, is it? Like no, it's short. I I think I did it in like 30 hours or something. I see. Like I could probably like whip like bang that bitch out really quick, and it's so pretty. Like I I've never I never played the original, um, but it looks it's such so- a weird game. Like all the weird like stuff you find, it's like nothing like any other Zelda game. Yeah, like that's why it's so interesting to me, and I, I'm obsessed with the art style. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been playing more games than I ever really have, and I I got I bought a GameCube. Oh yeah, I was wondering, is that what you're playing the Twilight Princess no, HD? I uh, oh, well, you're playing HD's, that on Wii. Yeah, the Wii U uh, has the HD remake, Uh-oh. but I really I would love to get it for GameCube. Um, I it's like they're like really expensive. They're like you usually find them for around a hundred dollars. Uh, the with, game for in the for Twilight Princess, yeah. Wow. The, the Wii version is really cheap because, like, yeah. they that's where they bought most of them, of and they made it a Nintendo Select, so like they're really common. But mm-hmm. like the one, the one for GameCube, like, was released like as like one of the last games they ever made, and they didn't right. make as many. Um, but I would love to. Like, I'm trying to get. I bought. I have um like Luigi's Mansion. I have like Rogue Squadron two and three, and I have uh uh Mario Kart Double Dash. I'm trying to like build a nice library of GameCube games. Yeah, I, I always loved my GameCube. Uh, you should get Wind Waker or borrow it from Liam, Liam Egan Liam, from the yeah. show. Um, uh, I have the HD one on the Wii U, but like I, I want to, I always want to play like the original, like how they like really looked. Because I've heard people say that like the HD looks good, but like a, a a beefed up version of the GameCube game actually like looks better. Like from like it, a graphics aside, the gameplay is so much better in the Wind Waker remake. Playing the original is like almost like impossible. It's, really. Yeah, because that last half of the game where you got to collect all the fucking Triforce shards, it takes forever. It's so annoying. Yeah, they did. They did a lot of quality of life improvements that, like, yes, definitely. I, I played like half that game and then I like restarted it because, like, I I didn't pay attention to the story at all. And like, that's like mainly why I love Zelda games. I think that's why people love them because like you get so invested in the story. Yeah, that's like but, my like, main reason for playing all the. It, new like ones. I played it after I think I. I don't know. I played it before Breath of the Wild, but like I didn't play much, and then I played most of it after I played Breath of the Wild, and it's so similar, like the combat system and like picking up the enemies' items, and like uh, it's so pretty. And it's very satisfying to hit things like it is in Breath of the Wild. Like it's yeah. very the like, combat in Wind Waker is some of the best. In this it's year. some of my favorite. It's so enjoyable, like to run around and like mm-hmm. beat people up with their spears, and like like it's really fun. Yeah, and doing the parry moves and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. It is very, yeah, very, very satisfying. Well, do you want to plug anything before we end it? Do I want to plug? Um, I am gonna be in the Grinder Pride video. Um, it's no like way. if you're on Grinder, you probably saw like an ad for it, but it's like it's um love Grinder. Um, but it's favorite app. 
<laughs> that's where that's how I'm alive, Grinder. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, be safe, everybody. Um, but yeah, they had this like thing where it was basically for Pride. It was a lip sync video compilation where they get, like everybody, a lot of people would sign up and like record these videos. And uh, the drag queen Willem, she was on season four of Drag Race, but she's um, done a lot more than that. Uh, one of my favorite drag queens ever. Like she's gonna be in it. And basically a lip sync to I'm Coming Out and an Upside Down, like, mashup, uh, which is, like, apparently, like, a really, like, popular, like, gay club song that they like to play in the club, um, like, that remix. So I, like, re- they just, like, record yourself, like, wear pride colors and, like, like dance around and lip sync it. So I literally, like, recorded it in my room and, like, I just, like, got out the shower and I was just, like, kind of acting as gay as I could with my feather <laughs> fan. So, like, I don't know how much I'll be in the video, but definitely when that comes out, look for me in that video. Yeah, straight, <laughs> gay, everybody get a grinder account, watch Mark. On, is it going to be on, like, Instagram or something? Um, Maybe they'll post it on their Insta page or their YouTube channel, or I don't know how that's going to go all There's a grinder down. YouTube channel? I'm not. Everybody has a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, yep, I do. I don't know where they're going to post <laughs> it, but that'll be fun. Um, listen to Chromatica is my second plug. Um, as baby stupid love. That is the anthem of the year. Have you listened to the, her album? She dropped it yesterday. Yeah. I started listening to it last night, but I didn't finish it. It's, it's an album that is needed to be listened to all the way through from start to finish the way she does the interludes. Um, it's amazing. Like they lead into every song so beautifully. It's like what we needed. It's what we fucking needed. Um, like, cause our fucking country's a shit show and Gaga just, we need, we need, we need our, our, our little um, icon Gaga to fuel us with dance music, some tropical house dance. And that's exactly what we got. It's amazing. Like I haven't felt like this since art pop. Like I, I loved Joanne, but like, this is, it is just everybody dance in your rooms. Cause you can't fucking go out, out into the clubs. But once we get out into the clubs, it's over. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Everyone listen to Chromatica, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen. Hell yes, um, and um, we don't need to get serious. Um, we don't need to get serious. I'm sure, let's get. What do you want to get serious about? Just um, white people, do your part. Um, there's a lot of shit going on right now. We don't need to like. I don't want to like bring everything down, but it's like so hard to ignore what's going on right now. Just like. Just everybody do your part. Um, be good citizens. Uh, treat people how you want to be treated. Um, and stand up for what you believe in. Because we're I feel like we're being fucked by, by uh, forces right now that we should be looking up to. And we're being raw dogged in the ass. That we are. We are being raw dogged by the, raw dogged by the government. The government. The police state and capitalism. And yeah, that is completely true. Yes, white people do your part. Everybody needs to get out there and protest. Honestly, fuck this. If it, if things need to burn down, I'm saying it right now. Burn them down. I don't burn them down. There was a really qu- like. There's a lot of quotes like going around on Instagram. But one of my favorite thing was like, "Black people can burn down this country that they built. Like yeah. they can burn the country down that they built. And For you know free. what they like. Think what you want, everybody. And maybe we lost somebody." <laughs> Uh, one of the viewers. Hopefully, you like, made it to this hour and twenty-five minute mark. <laughs> but, but like, you know what I mean? Just like, um, no, anyone they, listening they, this long is here for this. I'm sure. Yeah, they should be. Just, just, um, 
we don't have to just we don't got to sit in our dirty diapers um just because we feel like we're forced to this is our fucking country and if shit's getting burned down it's not because it's not because people are crazy and rioting for no reason it's because we are unhappy and mm-hmm. shit needs to change yeah people are dying the government has failed us there's that was a my pandemic box moment yeah there's people getting <laughs> murdered by police and we're in the midst of a, re- a revolution and I'm happy to see the dawn at the end of the night. Exactly. I agree. I agree. With that, we will say goodbye. Thanks again for coming, Mark. I really appreciate it. Yes. um, I'm really excited for this to come out. I love doing these podcasts. Um, Yeah, me too. Always a fun time. Hopefully I can come out in Detroit sometime or we can like, once this is like. Yes, I know. Right. Soon life will return. Not back to normal, hopefully back to something different <laughs> better than better. that yeah <laughs> so cool well thank you and goodbye this has been a production of planet and podcast powered by pinecast